Back up top, shot through traffic, save made, follow-up try, that one hits a body in front, and a score! It's a score! It's a score! And the Ice Bears have a 4-3 lead with 30 seconds remaining in the hockey game! Oh, what a hit! Welcome to the SPHL in Knoxville! Comes in on the right side, through the right circle, taking it and fed across, they score! Welcome in to the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast. I'm your host, Joel Silberg. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast, the official podcast of the Knoxville Ice Bears. Listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and of course, Spotify. Loaded show for you today. We're going to have Commissioner Doug Price coming up later in the show. First, we are going to tell you that the podcast is brought to you by Field Pass Hockey, fieldpasshockey.com. All of your information that you need for minor league hockey, the SPHL, the ECHL, the AHL, they cover it all. Download their mobile app at fieldpasshockey.com. Download it on Apple or on Google Play. Pleased to be joined now by Ice Bears head coach Jeff Carr. And Jeff, it, it's officially game week. Are, are, can you believe that we're finally here? Yes and no. Um, no because of just how uh, how quick it seemed and everything's changed obviously with uh, the recruiting of all the players basically on our team at the AHL or the coast or the EIHL. So getting that still sorted out uh, feels like we could take some more time but on the other side with the guys that we have in here and the way we're looking in camp we're, we're going to be ready to go for Friday. When we spoke last week, had a couple of guys that were up in the ECHL, a couple of former Ice Bears that are also playing in the AHL, but is there any status on Alex Carlson, Brady Florent, those guys, of course, in the, in the midst of ECHL? No, games? I think they're just getting started, um, all three of them, Florent and Carlson and um, uh, the, all of them, McLean, anyone else that's there, Helgeson, you know, Fryer, Thrower, they're, they're all just getting started at camp. So. We'll find out probably a little bit more after their exhibition game, which is unfortunately our first game Friday the 15th. So if there's going to be any ECHL movement um, for the most part from our team, it's going to be probably the 18th or 19th of October. You had another recent PTO signee from earlier in the offseason who also got an opportunity elsewhere with Andrew Ballot getting um, a little bit of a change of scenery. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we knew of him. He was going to be a high recruit for us uh, going into the playoffs, but he became available leaving school. And um, yeah, he, he's a good player. It just depends on what Kalamazoo is going to get from their affiliate in the American League and whether he sticks or not. But if he doesn't, then we'll open uh, our doors for him and glad he's going to be here. He'll be a huge impact. You did add a couple of new pieces since we last spoke, uh, one from free agent camp on the blue line. We'll start with Riley Robertson. Yeah, Riley's got great size, uh, 6'6", 235. We, we always love a D-man like that or two. In our lineup, um, right now he's paired with Simpson at 6'5", and they're both playing that kind of rough, tough uh, style of game. And then also they're, they're simple, and we've talked about that, and I know you talked at length at uh, your last podcast, so that fills kind of those roles for those guys. Well, what did you like out of Riley's game during his time at free agent camp back in September? Kind of the same with Rogers, where he was just patient and, and quiet about everything. He was early for each session. He stayed late um, around the facility. He just he looked like the pro. He's been, he's played, you know, four years of junior hockey. He wore a letter up in Canada for one of the years. So 
he's kind of been there, but it'll be good for him to get his feet wet. And, and what this allows is Rogers has a lot of more upside now to be a little less simple and maybe one of our power play guys or something that can you know create a little more uh, upfront offensively with the addition of um, bringing Robertson in. And now with Robertson, you mentioned Simpson size, Jason Price, I believe is 6'3", 6'4". Do you ever start to tinker with your lineup a little bit when it comes to the power play using some of those big defenseman bodies to put traffic in front of the net? Yeah, we don't want to. The only time we've really done that is putting Flagel the first year, and that was more or less trying to know it was his third year. And I think, guys, they, if, Listen, when you everyone drives to the rink, they all want to score goals. It doesn't matter if they're a fighter or if not. You know, like Josh Thrower had one goal last year and is about the happiest he's ever been. So it, that was a unique situation with Flagel was 6'4". He wanted, we wanted to create offense for him. He wanted to be a little more offensive. Um, a couple of our guys were called up. But other than that, we'll just use him for uh, the defensive side of the game. You also brought in uh, Dmitry Kuznetsov since we last talked. Yeah, I've known koozie for six seven years i coached him for a year uh back i, the, I think it was the 14 15 year so it's been a while but he's grown he's played over in the top denmark league um he's going to be a lot like a team of fade maybe a little bit more skilled um, or uses that type of skill timo's maybe a little more straight line and um, a little bit more gritty and will fight and stuff like that so but two russians we're going to put them on the same line hopefully they got chemistry today how did, how did you find dimitri how did he end up in knoxville well, it, he ended up here because of knowing him from our previous five, six years ago, and we've always stayed in touch. And um, he reached out to me again, really wanting to have this opportunity. So we opened the doors and we're going to give him a shot. What's going to be the goal for your team this week in practice as you get ready for Friday? Just create an identity and be on the same page. If, if we can't uh, build in a culture of what we want to do mentally and physically and emotionally, and then tactically to be on the same page, it's you're doing yourself kind of a disservice moving into the following weeks and other guys come in because those guys aren't going to know what to go off of so creating that identity and that culture how we want to play with high flips and um, coming in and burying bodies early on the forecheck and then keeping the puck out of our net and being smart and disciplined and then having a good power play all the same stuff that we try to uh, to preach every year there's obviously a lot of anticipation for the organization, 20th anniversary, the 20th birthday party on Friday. You open your season against the reigning William B. Coffey Trophy champions with Macon being the regular season title holder from last year. Do you get your players ready with that sort of anticipation or do you just go through the motions of practice, not go through the motions, but go through the routine of practice and allow your players simply to get ready for the season opener? No, we, to, when I say no, it's we're not focused on who we're playing in game planning for them where it's all about ourselves that's a hundred percent their team is completely revamped and changed just like ours um, last year is truly last year and this year it's a whole new year so we have to get our habits down we have to get our culture down and we have to figure out what we're doing as a hockey team with our personnel for probably the first three or four weeks we won't even pre-scout a team even if they've played um, maybe just on face-offs or just a few tactical things so that we can be aware of what they're trying to do but we're not having a, an in-depth talk about the other team until November. And that just kind of becomes the the norm in this league this part of the year with so much turnover early, you've got guys on PTOs and trying to 
find spots on different teams and, and there's a bit of musical chairs with certain guys on roster spots so that kind of becomes the norm through october and november in the sphl doesn't it yeah i think so i mean it's like i said it's completely opposite of college it's just what you said there's turnover and you know every single day is truly a new day um, in the SPHL and that's what we're going to try to create here what what do we have in front of us what do we have today let's accomplish that check that box and move forward what do you like the most about your team now that you've had a, a couple of full team practices under your belt our leadership we got McVeigh and Bricado and Price and they've all all been there and they've all been just selfless people off the ice and on the ice that makes their game um, what they do and what I love is they they're not the same player so Price is more of that veteran obviously bigger D um, been at a lot of different levels we have he plays with a little bite Bricado obviously is your all-around player that's got that kind of the the passing ability like no other guys in our league and McVeigh is just the 200 foot guy ultimate teammate that penalty kills and does a lot of stuff like Bricado but he scores clutch goals and it seems like he's scoring between 18 and 20 plus goals every year I think he'll have 30 this year if he's here all year so um, those three guys having the right leadership's the key right now to our team and then going off from there. Jeff appreciate the time as always thanks so much and we'll talk to you again before the game on Friday. All right thanks so much. Again, Jeff Carr, Ice Bears head coach. We'll come back with more. Commissioner Doug Price coming up later in the show. I'm Joel Silberg. This is the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast brought to you by Field Pass Hockey. Welcome back to the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast, the official podcast of the Knoxville Ice Bears brought to you by Field Pass Hockey, the largest team of credentialed writers and photographers in minor league hockey. Field Pass Hockey has extensive coverage of the SPHL with writers and photographers in over half the league's markets. Check them out online, fieldpasshockey.com, or download the Field Pass Hockey app on Apple or Google Play. Very pleased now to be joined by SPHL Commissioner Doug Price. Doug, really appreciate the time. Is it hard to believe that we're finally here to, to game week of the opening night? Yeah, Joel, thanks for having me on. Um, I, I really don't know what happened this summer. <laughs> it's crazy. It seems like we were just finishing up and you know, kind of getting ready for talking about this year then all of a sudden boom it's uh you know opening weekend it's this weekend and uh, it, it seems like it flies by every year yeah so at what point in the season do you really get to start just sitting back and enjoying the on ice part of the product in the sphl because i know you've got so many responsibilities wearing so many hats so how long into the season does it take before doug price is finally able to just sit down and enjoy watching hockey again um, I think kind of once we get, you know, two, three weeks into the season, uh, coaches start getting into their routines as far as transactions and weekly rosters, you know, uh, players of the week, you know, all the little things that start to come once the games actually take place. Um, then I can kind of, you know, take a little bit of a step back and know that, okay, we're kind of on trajectory here and, and just monitor things as opposed to now where it's, you know, bouncing from this project to that project to, you know, training camp rosters and tryouts and, and everything. So it'll be a couple of weeks yet, but uh, no, it's, uh, it's I, I love the job and I love getting ready for hockey. So it's great. When you look back on the previous season, only five teams able to play, having to shorten the regular season schedule, obviously because of fewer teams shortening the postseason schedule. What did you make of the COVID year essentially for the Southern professional hockey league. Wow. Um, you know, honestly, I was really proud of our teams. Um, 
and their commitment to not only playing but following the guidelines and the protocols we had in place last year. Uh, we, we had games postponed, but we didn't lose any games, um, uh, unlike some other leagues. Uh, we, we had a full playoffs. Um, you know, it was, uh, it was a testament to the team's, you know, desire to get through it. And again, like I said, you just finally, you know, they know what they had to do and the risks that were involved. And I think we mitigated it pretty well. And it was just, you know, really proud of the, of the year. Although I, I don't want to ever do that again, even though we're still <laughs> dealing with some of the same issues. So for the upcoming season, we, you know, so much of the conversation of the past year was about transitioning from normalcy into a COVID year. Now we're working to transition from a COVID year into somewhat closer to normalcy. What has this off season been like for the league office? Um, well, it's a great, you know, getting the, uh, the other five teams that didn't play last year, plus Vermillion County on board, um, just kind of getting them back up to speed. I know they're all itching to get going. Um, obviously we're still dealing with COVID. Um, you know, there are still some protocols and restrictions in place that we're going to have to deal with, but it's, you know, if last year was, you know, all the way one direction, we're probably at the midpoint working our way back toward normalcy. So, I think as we continue to go along, it'll be back to, you know, the SPHL that uh, the teams and fans remember from, you know, when we got started in 2019. I had to think there. <laughs> yeah, and, and just how proud of you are, are, are you of the growth of the league, especially coming out of the COVID year, you're able to add Vermillion County. And, and we joke about this all the time with the ECHL, the East Coast Hockey League really isn't just on the East Coast. And now in the SPHL, you got half the league in the Midwest. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm super proud of the teams. You know, I know it was tough for the five that didn't play last year, but they were you know, very committed to staying relevant uh, in their individual markets. And then adding Vermilion County really kind of you know, added a spot or it added a market within that group of northern teams um, to help fill that in, help with scheduling, help with travel, so, which benefits all the teams because that's fewer trips that you know, a Pensacola or Fayetteville might have to make to Quad City or Peoria. So uh, just really excited about, uh, about what's coming up for this year. Is there anything in particular that the league is wanting to emphasize this season, that anything that fans should know about, whether it's COVID-related, non-COVID-related, just anything in particular that the league wants to emphasize or re-emphasize with a full slate coming back this year? Uh, you know, not so much emphasize. We're just excited that we're going to be back to normal capacity, no, you know, no restrictions on you know, social distancing and no pods of seats. Um, particularly again, going back to the teams that didn't play, just really getting everybody back out to watch hockey again. Um, I think in, in all 11 markets, it's going to be fantastic. I know people are dying to get back to, again, we talk about normalcy and, um, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be exciting. So, uh, looking forward to it. Now, one thing I really did want to ask you about from a hockey standpoint, has the playoff format been finalized for this season? And is the challenge round coming back this year? Uh, the challenge round is not coming back. Um, we felt just logistically um, it was pretty difficult when you had so many options of, uh, of teams or opponents. Um, it's going to be a top eight uh, like we have had in the past. The top eight teams make it and 
still uh, best of three rounds. So again, that 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 type of normalcy is back. So um, yeah, it's uh, you know the challenge round was fun, but uh, I think you know we, we when we looked at it again, going back to logistics, it was just difficult to try to plan trips to potentially four different um, or three you know three or four different uh, markets and line up travel and hotels and everything else on a, on a short notice when you have a you know a challenge round on you know or the selection show on a Sunday and you might play Tuesday so and with Vermilion County entering the picture obviously that that's a market that is not new to hockey of course the the Danville Dashers in the Federal League for a long time uh, for Ice Bears fans that may be making the trip there for the first time what's the hockey scene like as you've kind of gotten to know the ownership and the group over there what can fans kind of expect as well as fans around the rest of the league about Vermilion County out of the team and just about the experience of going to visit there for an away game? Well, yeah, Daniel's had hockey, uh, long history, and Ellen Tully, who is the uh, Bobcats owner, she's been involved with hockey at, at a variety of level, levels, um, from World Juniors to the NHL um, and everywhere in between. Uh, very passionate very committed to uh, to the city and um Vermilion County, and they're, I know they're very excited about their opener. And uh, just uh, it's a different market. It's a little bit smaller, and it's a different building. It's a little bit smaller than what we normally do, but uh, you know, it's it's kind of got that uh, Birmingham vibe. It's, it's you know cozy. If you get you know two thousand people in there, it's going to you know seem like five thousand. Um, so we're excited to uh, to welcome them to the league and and see how they open up this weekend. And for Knoxville, this Friday is going to be kicking off their 20th season as the Ice Bears. And there's been markets in this league that have stuck around Knoxville, Fayetteville, Huntsville. You've had some markets come in and out. Uh, you know, Macon had the tracks way back when. Now they have the mayhem. There, there's been different teams throughout the league's history that have come and gone. What does it mean to be able to have a couple of franchises, though, like the Ice Bears that have been able to stick it out for two decades, including the entirety of the SPHL's history? Well, it's a real testament to the ownership group um, and everyone involved there. You know, Mike Murray leading the team um, uh, in the front office. Uh, you need those franchises to provide stability um, and have some, you know, have some members that newer teams can go to for, um, and, and, and touch into their experience, you know, really get some ideas of how they do things or what works or what may not work. Um, but just to have that ability to have, you know, like you said, Fayetteville and Huntsville and Knoxville, Macon, you know, with the new ownership group there, been around for a while, they, they can really lend support to some of the new members and just really provide some, uh, some, some, some excuse me, stability to, uh, to the league. Doug, is there anything else that I missed? Anything else that you wanted to touch on that listeners can know about as we get ready for another great season of hockey? No, again, just gets back to we're excited to welcome fans back, uh, you know, at full capacity and in all of our markets. And I think it's going to be, you know, we keep growing and growing in terms of the quality of play and uh, just looking forward to another successful season with everybody. That's great. Doug, thank you so much again for the time. Again, Doug Price, Commissioner of the SPHL. Doug, really appreciate it. Congratulations on navigating everything from the past year and a half. Welcome back to hockey season and look forward to getting things rolling on Friday. All right. Thanks, Joel. Look forward to seeing you down the line. I really appreciate 
SPHL Commissioner Doug Price for taking some time to join me on the podcast, as well as Ice Bears head coach Jeff Carr. Hard to believe that hockey season is here coming up on Friday and the whole slate that's going to be happening throughout the weekend. 10 of 11 teams will be in action for opening night on Friday. Obviously, Knoxville will be taking on Macon, the reigning regular season title winners from last year. That'll be at the Knoxville Civic Coliseum with a 735 puck drop. Uh, Also, 7 o'clock Eastern time, Fayetteville will be at Roanoke. Huntsville will host Alabama at 8 Eastern. That is the same time that Vermilion County will play its first game as the VC Bobcats against Peoria. And then at 8.10 Eastern time, Quad City will be taking on Evansville. So Pensacola, the reigning President's Cup trophy winners, have the night off. They will start their season 8 Eastern Saturday night against Birmingham. That's when Vermilion County will take on Peoria again. Quad City will battle Evansville and that will settle the action for this weekend on Friday and Saturday. Knox will be on the road at Birmingham the following Friday on October 22nd for their first road game of the season. But this Friday, 735, Knoxville taking on the Macon Mayhem. A bit of a rivalry between those two teams last year just because the constant jostling for first and second place in the regular season standings. And for Knoxville, Definitely wanting to get off on the right foot, going up against a team that is replacing its head coach. Kevin Kerr stepped down over the offseason. Zach Desjardins has taken over things in Georgia. Also, some interesting news that came out late last week for the Ice Bears. Three former Ice Bear skaters, including two guys that played on the team last season, both played in an AHL exhibition game last week. And really interesting stuff. Uh, with what happened between Lehigh Valley Phantoms, the AHL affiliate of the Philadelphia Flyers, and the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins, obviously the Pittsburgh Penguins, played an AHL exhibition game on Wednesday night, and the game featured Brendan Van Riemsdyk and Nick Master, two forwards that were on this Ice Bears team last year, as well as former Ice Bears captain, defenseman Jake Flagel. So three guys all playing in the same game, which I just thought was really interesting, and it goes to show a lot of former ice bears that are trying to make some headway up at the next level. And then the next, next level with the AHL and a handful of former players that are currently in ECHL camps as we speak. And you heard coach Carr talking about that earlier in the podcast, just the timing of the two seasons getting started. It is unlikely that any ECHL players would be coming down this week for Knoxville, but Van Riemsdyk and master suited up for Lehigh Valley and then Flagel was on the ice for the Penguins in an AHL exhibition game on Wednesday night. Uh, there's been a bit of a video going around. Noah Corson, who spent some time in an Ice Bears uniform last year, got into a fight for the Chicago Wolves against the Milwaukee Admirals. So just love seeing all of these former Ice Bears players trying to make it at bigger levels, the ECHL, the AHL. And we normally don't have this many AHL names to talk about, but it's been a pretty fun hockey preseason if you're following former Ice Bears players up at higher levels of minor league hockey. And if you're wanting to continue following every level of minor league hockey, whether it's the SPHL, the ECHL, or the AHL, Field Pass Hockey is the place to do it. They sponsor this podcast, and we appreciate their partnership. They are the largest team of credentialed writers and photographers 
in minor league hockey. They cover the last four ECHL All-Star Classics. They've given fans coverage of every league championship win since they launched back in March of 2014, and they feature an expanding array of league and team-based podcasts. And if you're away from your computer, the Field Pass Hockey app is available for download in the Google Play and Apple App Stores. And of course, visit them online at fieldpasshockey.com. Download their mobile app. Keep up with everything that you need to know about minor league hockey, whether it's the SPHL or former Ice Bears taking on roles in the ECHL and AHL. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this podcast. I'm Joel Silberg. It's been a pleasure being with you. Special thanks to Jeff Carr. Special thanks to Doug Price, the SPHL commissioner. The next time we talk, we will have played a hockey game in the SPHL. Hockey is back this Friday. Again, you can get your tickets by calling 525-7825. Visit KnoxvilleIceBears.com or go to Ticketmaster and search Knoxville Ice Bears tickets are still available as the Ice Bears kick off their 20th season this Friday night against the Macon Mayhem. Next week, we'll have a game recap and a game preview as we'll recap Macon. We'll get set for Birmingham the following Friday. All of that and more coming up next week on the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. We'll see you Friday at the Civic Coliseum. I'm Joel Silverberg. This has been the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast presented by Field Pass Hockey.